That's what people who care about people do. We sharpen each other by controlled breakdowns. And then we have a breakthrough of a deeper level of trust, stronger relationship, and growth. And that's what God delights in. The last message Jesus gave us was grow. And I think when we're having these kind of breakdown conversations that lead to breakthroughs, I think it honors God because I think it brings growth. Oh, Dwight Bain has got some good stuff for us today. I'm so glad you found today's show. I mean, once you get past the dog vomit and the fire part of the show, Dwight's got some good stuff. (laughs) This is one of those shows I'll never forget. Hey, before we get into Dwight, I just wanted to invite you to come to lifewithlisawilliams.com and click on Cure because that will take you to pictures and stories and encouragement Children born with disabilities, many of them told they were without value and treated lower than low by their community, sometimes by their closest people. But God, through Cure International, brings healing, hope, and they're introduced to the Savior. So if you have time to come to lifewithlisawilliams.com, before you do anything else, please click on Cure. Um, Here we go. I'm just a radio girl. I love things that talk to me. You LOL. I did. I truly laughed out loud. Now, this may be the dumbest thing in the whole world, but it worked on me. There's a dog chasing a train. Get him, Fido. Hey, Natalie, how old are you? I will pray with you now. Before you leave, I have to pray with you. I'm here for the people in the hood. You know, Jesus is my very, very best friend. Pray without ceasing, which is not some sort of so heavy I can't do it command. It is this breath of fresh air that I am involved in what God is doing in the earth today. I'm Lisa. I'm great. Everything's fine. Somebody just wrote on my Facebook page, please get your mom on Facebook. We want to be her friend. Do you want to be on Facebook? What is that? Are you on Twitter? I talked to the mailman. Is that Twitter? Life with Lisa Williams is like a cake. Run around in the sun. Exactly. Put a sprinkler in the yard. This is life. This is this, this is this is life. This is life. 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 This is life with Lisa Williams. Okay, so last week when it was time to talk to Dwight Bain, uh, he was asleep on the couch in his office in Winter Park, Florida. I'm over here in Denver, Colorado, so I can't see him. Let me see. I mean, I just want Dwight, are you asleep again? Dwight? Dwight? Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Hi. I went I went to church this week and so I've already got my afternoon naps in. <laughs> That's why you don't go to one of those those Pentecostal charismatic places where they're cheering and shouting and you know, you pick a nice, quiet, liturgical service where you can have comfortable theater chairs and you just kick back and when you leave <laughs> when you leave this experience about an hour later you're refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> not mad at anyone. It's like, oh, this is, you know, and you leave them a 20 for the time in the chair. And it's like, oh, this is just, and there's nice organ music and stained glass. Very, very, I recommend it. I you recommend are, it. you are a mess today. You are saucy. <laughs> well, I've actually been to churches where it was hard to stay awake. <laughs> no, right? I don't know. As, as men get older, I've noticed some of them sleeping during services, even though they love God with all their heart. I've noticed yeah. a little drift sometimes. I think that has happened to me uh, like uh, almost every week. Okay, so there we go. <laughs> okay, so Dwight, before we start talking about breakthroughs, something really bizarre just happened to me. I haven't even had time to process it. You know, I don't even know if I should talk about this publicly, but here I go. You ready? <laughs> 
my dog um, is still kind of a puppy. And so she's been chewing on things. She's getting better. She's not chewing. But apparently she'd been chewing on an electrical cord for the lamp. And I didn't realize it. And I ran downstairs for a second to grab some lunch. And I looked over and I noticed that my dog had thrown up. And I don't know when she threw up. <laughs> it looked kind of old. <laughs> I'm not going to tell the story. I'm I'm not thinking that this story is going in a good direction. This is why, you know, they they rehearse Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Stephen Colbert. They do rehearsals every day. (laughs) No, this is live. This is just straight. This just happened. I haven't even processed what happened. So I go, oh, I only have two minutes, but there's no way I can see dog vomit and not clean it up. I mean, I can't just pretend like I didn't see that. It's clean. I got to clean it up. So I get the baby wipes and um, I'm... I throw my coffee in the microwave to go with my lunch of chicken salad, old coffee. Sounds good. Get down on my knees and I start cleaning up the vomit. Well, she has thrown up on the cord to the lamp that I didn't realize she had chewed. And so I'm cleaning the vomit off the cord and I feel electricity. Yes. I feel electricity going into my body through the wet wipe. Like electricity is going into my hand and I go, what, what? And I look and I take the wet wipe off and it catches fire. Fire starts to come out <laughs> and there's vomit beside the fire. So the vomit's kind of sizzling. It, it this doesn't happens. happen to normal people. This has never happened before. If you called 911 and you said, my house is on fire because the vomit caught on fire, they would say, we have a drug addicted person who is drunk. <laughs> I know. But it all happened in a split second, but it's like a little movie in my mind because in a split second, I'm all by myself on my knees underneath this table. And I think, unplug, unplug. I say unplug to myself. So I unplugged, finished cleaning up the vomit, got my coffee out of the microwave, grabbed some chicken salad and came here to this room to sit down and start this conversation. I don't want to know what that smelled like. (laughs) And do not try to describe it to me. No. no. Searing dog vomit? I will not. No, no. Stop it. Stop it right now. Stop it right now. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. That's my story that I hadn't thought about whether or not I should have told that publicly, but I just did. So you're welcome. Well, and here's the part that I know, because when I think about that, what I think about is this woman is on the verge of a breakdown <laughs> and a breakthrough <laughs> is what happens after you break down. You have to have a breaking point. To get to a breakthrough point. And that's the part. Everybody loves to talk about breakthrough. Oh, I want to have a breakthrough. This is my year for breakthrough. What they don't know is that usually to get to a breakthrough, you have to have a breakdown. And a breakdown is unpleasant and it's painful and it's difficult. For a marriage to go through radical change, there has to be a breakdown and then we get to breakthrough. For my finances to get in order and to get out of debt, usually it's because the creditors are calling and I'm having a breakdown. And then I have a breakthrough and take a Dave Ramsey class and learn how to say, no, we can't afford that right now. And, and, and really, I think the same thing happens not just in relationships or with our money. I think the same thing happens with God. When I am desperate for God, begging yeah. God because I'm yeah. going to break down, now my prayers start to become more urgent. And now I'm pretty close If I throw in some prayer, I throw in some fasting, I'm pretty close to a breakthrough with God like I've never ever experienced, but it doesn't happen until the breakdown part. Okay, so this is new. It's so obvious now that you say it, but I've never thought about it. And this is a fact, right? You've watched this in your own life. You've seen it in your your, uh, counseling. You just know that this is the way it goes, right? 
That's the way it goes. Everyone loves to talk about, oh, I want to see my kids do well, my marriage do well, my money mm-hmm. do well, mm-hmm. my health do well. But uh, I know for me personally, I didn't really, I, I didn't pay attention to health until I had a heart attack. And then all of a sudden, paying attention to labels and what's in this anyway, and wait a minute, wait a minute, you know, how much trans fat is in this? Instead of whatever was there and whatever was fast and easy, you know, there's a, a hamburger chain in part of the country, you know, called Hot Now, and it's like, okay, that works. Mm-hmm. You know, can you know, 99 cents for a burger, a fries, and a Coke, it must be good for me. <laughs> it's so available and cheap, it must be good for me. Right, instead of being able to go... God gave me a body that I have to be accountable for and I have to be responsible for. Mm-hmm. And that does not sound like a good choice. And, and, but it came after a breakdown and a week in a hospital and monstrous medical bills. And we had good insurance. And all these different challenges happened. And it led to a breakthrough of, I'm not going to live here forever. I need to be accountable and responsible with the body that God gave me. Wow, Lord, I've made so many bad decisions with health. But... Lord, please help me. And the breakthrough that happens in our lives spiritually, that happens in our lives financially or with health, usually comes when something is broken down and it's really bad. But when you're able to get past the breakdown, and I say that because it's not just you with, you know, flaming throw up. There are a lot of people (laughs) who are pretty close to a breakdown. They're having a really hard day and they just don't even know how they're going to get through the day. And the hope I give them is, you know what, stop fighting it. Just be broken down for a minute. And now let's have a breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, That's good. Sometime, yeah, sometimes when people have a car or a computer and it's barely propped up, sometimes to let it break and then just stop and truly fix it, that's the revolutionary part. But that doesn't happen usually until we have the breakdown first. Okay, so a couple of questions. I'd love to just hear you process and maybe it's some question that someone else is thinking. And that is... Um, then do we invite the breakdown? I mean, if we want yeah, you, breakthroughs, do we invite the breakdowns? Yeah. I, I, and, and, and here's something that anybody who flies a lot, I know you fly a lot, Lisa, mm-hmm. so you won't like this, but I had a pilot tell me once that every single landing is actually a controlled crash. I said, <laughs> I don't think I like that. Term. <laughs> and he said, it's a plane falling out of the sky, right? And I said, yeah, but I don't like the term. And he said, pilots call a landing a controlled crash. It's very controlled. It's falling out of the sky. And if you do it right, nobody gets hurt. And so what you pray for, what you hope for, if there's an area in your life, and, and I'll say, I know in my life. All of us. All of us, Dwight. We all have to have a controlled life. breakdown. And here's how we do that. In fact, our friend, uh, our mutual friend, Dean and I had a conversation with somebody else last week. Because Dean and I both have gone through challenges with weight and being around radio stations, there's always incredibly yummy stuff to eat. Mm-hmm. Isn't that and true? it's always crazy hours. Mm-hmm. And you're always, you know, eating on the run, not taking time to really stop and savor and enjoy a meal. And so we were having a conversation with another friend who doesn't have a weight problem. And I was talking about, you know, in, in my own journey, um, it, it's pretty interesting. When my doctor says, hey, buddy, you better change this or you're going to be dead. He's giving me a controlled breakdown. Christians who help each other, and I have the type of job where sometimes I'll do that you know, pretty regularly. I'll challenge right. somebody about, That's why would you, you believe that? Yeah. Right? So a controlled breakdown, and sometimes there's tears. Why would you believe that? Why would you say that? Why would you do that? So sometimes there's, there's tears, but it's in a controlled setting. Mm-hmm. Later today, 
at least I have an opportunity to talk to a Christian leader who's just mean. And he's and he uses horrible language, not when he's on on, on you know speaking at a church, but around his family, he, he he uses cuss words. He uses horrible cuss words with wife and kids and dogs, and and he just has a rage problem. And so I'm I've been praying for, and I'll have a controlled crash conversation because I'll say, friend, please show me in Scripture at any point in time where it it. It says it's right, appropriate behavior for you to be verbally abusive to the people you say you love the most. Because your behavior, as described by wife and kids, and he acknowledges that, but he blames them. You know, mm-hmm. well, if they would yeah. just, you know, be more responsible, I wouldn't have to yell at them. And I think it probably, he grew up in a home where people yelled and screamed and were verbally abusive and emotionally abusive. So we're going to have a controlled crash. And because I've had that in my life where wonderful Godly people said, Dwight, why would you believe that? Why would you do that? Why would you tolerate that? Why would you spend money on that? Why would you accept that? And those kind of questions mm-hmm. can change yeah. behavior. Now, it's painful, controlled crash, but it's not a full crash because if I had not had people have hard conversations, hey, Dwight and Sheila, work on this in your marriage. What are you doing? Hey, why do you do this with your kids? You know, you do that and you're going to hurt them. Controlled, very direct conversations feel like a breakdown. And sometimes it's like, man, this relationship's over. That person will never Mm -hmm. talk to me again. Right. When in reality, it leads to a breakthrough because they had a blind spot. They didn't know what they didn't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's good. This is really good. I'm learning a lot. I've just never thought about it like this. Well, you never found throw up uh, by the lamp before. (laughs) I had a breakdown. I don't know what I had. I don't know what I've got going on over here. And then you have a breakthrough. Breakthrough. The word breakthrough feels like a breath of fresh air. It feels like coming up out of the water and getting air. Breakthrough sounds like, you know, coming up through the clouds and now you see the sunshine. It's just such a wonderful word. But breakdown is like, this is painful. This is hard. This is going to cost money. This is just the worst. Um, And so to think about it, and I know in my life, I wonder if anyone else is doing this. You see it. You see it over and over again. My marriage broke down, looked like it was over, and then we did the work, and then we had this breakthrough, and we're in this new right. space now. And so I've seen it. In, uh, yeah, I mean, it's so obvious now that you make it clear. So we want the controlled crashes. And so but my second question is, when we're in an, a season of breakthrough, and you're not in pain in your soul, you're not in the hospital, you're not, you know, staying up nights, fretting over your money, you're on the other side of that, then is it okay just to relish that time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can enjoy that time, but, but, but here's the part. Um, you're always paying attention to, and this is, you know, when you think about it, the last message that Jesus gave to his disciples before he was crucified, and he could have taught them anything. You know, he could have, he could have said, guys, you know, in about 1980, a guy named Steve Jobs is going to invent Apple Computer. Put your money there. But Sal, you know, he's going to leave. And so you want to be, I mean, he could have said how to, you know, the Walt Disney Company is going to have this Star Wars movie. He's going to make a billion dollars. It's a good time to buy Disney stock. I mean, you know, but he didn't give financial information. He didn't give them information. You know, Jerusalem's going to be knocked down here in about 40 years. And if you're here, you're going to be a dead man. He could have given them information about their personal safety. And so think about a parent leaving a child. Because last words are important. Many of us have gone through it, and Lisa, you've gone through it, to bury yep. a parent. Yep. And so we remember the last words of our daddy. We remember the last words of our mom. We remember the last words of maybe the person that led us to Christ. 
We remember last words, but we don't seem to pay a lot of attention to Jesus' last words because his last words, John 15, John 16, John 17, were about growth. Stay rooted in the vine. Here's how to grow. Here's what you do. And so the last message he could leave the disciples with was grow. And the message for us about controlled crashes is to help each other. That's how Christians, Christ followers operate, not religious people. But a Christ follower is able to say, friend, I don't think tobacco is the best choice for you. I don't think that, I mean, you told me you have diabetes. I don't think that's a good thing to eat. And I'm going to give you freedom to challenge me about things in my life because I want to be better. I want to be healthy. And and, and if you'll give me freedom to challenge you with things in your life. And here's what happens. Iron sharpens iron. It's unpleasant. Feels like a breakdown. I will never talk to that person again. How dare you insult me by suggesting I'm not perfect. Breakdown <laughs> turns into breakthrough of, wow, that person changed my life. And, wow. and, and so I've good. got a story about that. So the first hospital I worked at, uh, first psychiatric hospital, fresh out of Liberty University. And, 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 and I was trained to chart, because you have to chart every day, many times a day, uh, patient progress and growth. And so I, I was trained to chart a certain way, and the person that was my supervisor did not chart that way. And Lisa, she busted my chops for a year and a half until she retired. And she was old, and every day I was like, you did this wrong. Oh, my gosh. Come here. Look at this. Did you – that's not how you chart. And every day it was like, God, help me not have a breakdown with this woman. So anyway, at her retirement party, a year and a half later, I said, well, you know, good luck to you. I know you're retiring. And she said, I see great things in you. And I knew she was leaving, so I had a little little bit of courage. And I said, you never seemed happy with my work. And she said, no, I see great things in you. But you had some really bad disciplines. And I knew if I could just really help you change those disciplines, you could really go help some people. And I said, "Wow, I wish you'd have told me that a year and a half ago because I thought you didn't like me. She said, no, I think you're the most talented person here. But your potential is limited because you had these bad habits and these poor disciplines about how you charted and you weren't organized and, and you didn't understand how to do this in a hospital setting. So anyway, fast forward 30 years later, every day that I'm in a clinic, uh, a, a counseling clinic, every day I use charting that she taught me because she saw something. It felt like a breakdown in our relationship. And I've seen her a few times through the years at different speaking events and found out that she's a, a believer. She go, Actually, I met her because she was at a church where I was speaking and I went, hi. And she said, yeah, I go to church here. Total different environment because she wasn't responsible for my bad Growth. charting and my she, bad she, habits. She wanted that you she to had grow. to clean up. She wanted me to grow. Yeah. Felt like a breakdown for a long time. And so sometimes that person in our lives, it's like, why are they always on my case? Maybe they have a personal psychological problem. They need to get help. Okay. But maybe it's you. Maybe they're trying to help you. (laughs) Maybe the breakdown controlled crash, they're trying to save you from yourself. Hey, friend, I think you've had enough to drink. Hey, friend, I need those car keys. No, I'm not going to let you drive. That's what people who care about people do. We sharpen each other by controlled breakdowns. And then we have a breakthrough of a deeper level of trust, stronger relationship, and growth. And that's what God delights in. The last message Jesus gave us was grow. And I think when we're having these kind of breakdown conversations that lead to breakthroughs, I think it honors God because I think it brings growth. Oh, my goodness. This is one of my favorite conversations of my life. This is just 
so helpful, Dwight, because this is what I want us to do. This is what I want this show to be about. This is who I want to be. I want to help people have control crashes so that they can break through. I, 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 I want it because when I've broken through with God, whether it was unforgiveness or feeling like I was worthless or whatever the crash is, you know, that codependency thing I've worked through yeah, publicly, yeah. Um, um, all of these different crashes, when you break through, we, then you want everybody to taste and see that the Lord is good. Yeah. Break through, break through, break through with me. Come up here, it's, come up higher. Have a controlled crash in this area where you have shame. Let's let go of that shame, right? Let's break through and, and know who, who we really are. So this conversation has really sparked things <laughs> uh, in my mind. There's no vomit mm. at all in the conversation. There's just sparks and fire, but nothing. None, it's burning off all the bad stuff. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. And, and, and everybody wins. <laughs> Where's that dog so I can shake its paw? <laughs> Puppy. You led to a breakthrough, and by the way, because of your breakdown with where you chose to put throw up, you will now be living outside. <laughs> Do not say that, because I'm a dog lover, and our dog stayed inside. It's very, very, very good, Dwight. Thank you so much for your time. Dwight invests his time, his energy. We're on his schedule every week when he could have hundreds of other things on the schedule, but he carves out this time for you and for me every week. And so thank you so much, Dwight. I love you to the moon and back. Thank you. I love you so much. In fact, I love you so much. And because of what I've learned today, I'm going to look at the the, the lamp cords behind the couch and see what the dog left me. That'll be a breakthrough. I'll be back. It'll be a breakthrough breakthrough for your safety. (laughs) It may save your house. We'll just go check, okay? You know what? People all over the country will have homes that are saved (laughs) and puppies who have tried to burn the place down because of our time together today. Because of our time together. All right. Hashtag thanks for listening.